Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Thursday, March 23rd, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us this morning. If you'd like to follow along on YouTube, you can do that. Just typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar, and there we are. So this week, the CEO of Moderna testified before a hearing held before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, and was questioned by several of the committee's members including Senator Rand Paul, and he got worked up. Rand Paul is awesome. portion of his questions were focused on myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle after many individuals receive from the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, so a couple of clips here, and again, Rand Paul is overwhelmingly not even close, the best member of the United States Senate. Just like, so weird, Kentucky has the two best. They've got Thomas Massey in mm-hmm. the House. But they also have Mitch McConnell. It's just so weird, isn't it? How, yeah. how could the same people who elect Thomas Massey and Rand Paul also elect Mitch McConnell, and they have a Democrat mayor? Or uh, governor, I'm sorry. So it's very weird. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the CEO from Moderna is up there. And I love how this guy, one, sounds like a Bond villain. Listen to this guy speak and tell me if he doesn't sound like a Bond villain. And two, Rand Paul points out that the CEO of, to the CEO of Moderna, Mm -hmm. that they gave $400 million to the National Institute of Health, which is a total conflict of interest. Take a listen. Moderna recently paid NIH $400 million. Do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times we have to take the vaccine? Good morning, Senator. Uh, Indeed, we recently made, before Christmas last year, a $400 million payment to the NIH for uh, an old patent that they had developed, not related to COVID, but useful in the development of a COVID vaccine uh, to, to pay them for their work. Uh, it's for the U.S. government to assess how that money should be. Do you think it creates a conflict of interest for the same people deciding the policy of how often we have to take the vaccine to also be making money the more times we take the vaccine? Yes or no? This is for the government to decide. Senator. You have no opinion on whether or not it creates a conflict of interest. This is the same thing that happens in politics all the time, where you see these massive donations from corporations or individuals who own or run corporations, and then the politicians vote on in this you know elected politicians the thing that affects a person who's given you huge amounts of money mm-hmm. and it's in a this big circle in this case yeah they're they're you know, think about this was so they, the national institute was so influential that they were threatening and trying to make people lose their jobs if they didn't get if this you thing didn't get this right and then we're going to give that company money <laughs> so make this mandatory it, they were. It was a double dip. Of course, it was. That's what it was. Just like these corporations, and you see this, and individuals who give huge money. You see it here in the state of Indiana. You see it all over the place. These people do not give out of the goodness of their heart. Eli Lilly does not stroke a five-figure check 
over and over and over again to Eric Holcomb because they really like palling around with him. You know how many checks Eli Lilly wrote Holcomb when he was running? Zero. Nothing. But as soon as he gets elected, oh, here come the five-figure checks. Mm -hmm. Did they suddenly just, oh, oh my gosh, we were so wrong. He's such a great guy. No. Nobody does that. People stroke huge checks to government officials. These government people are some of the most boring, uninspiring, unfun, last people you'd ever want to be around. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They do it because they want something. Okay, so Rand Paul was asking him if there's a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24 after they take the Moderna vaccine. And he answered that the the rate of myocarditis for that specific age and gender group is less than those who get COVID-19. All right, take a listen to this back and forth. Is there a higher interest or a higher incidence of myocarditis among adolescent males 16 to 24 after taking your vaccine? So thank you for the question, Senator. First, let me say we care deeply about safety and we're working closely to, with the CDC and the FDA. To Pretty get- much a yes or no. Is there a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24 after they take your vaccine? The data I've shown actually, I've seen, sorry, from the CDC actually shown that there's less myocarditis for people who get the vaccine versus who get COVID infection. You're, you're saying that for ages 16 to 24 among males who take the COVID vaccine, their risk of myocarditis is less than people who get the disease. That is my understanding. That is not true. And I'd like to enter into the record six peer-reviewed papers from the Journal of Vaccine, the Annals of Medicine that say the complete opposite of what you say. I also spoke with your president just last week, and he readily acknowledged in private that, yes, there is an increased risk of myocarditis. The the fact that you can't say it in public is quite disturbing. Hmm. Okay, sidebar. Moderna is expected to hike up the price of the shot from $26 to $130. Well, good. Maybe a lot of people will stop getting getting it it. then. According to the CDC, cases of myocarditis, well, the CDC, because I know you believe everything they say, Uh uh, but they say that cases of myocarditis are most common after the second dose of the vaccine. And uh, another sidebar here, Rand Paul, he says, experts who still refuse to believe that the coronavirus lab leak origin theory are self-interested all right uh let's do a little bit let's take a little bit of an early break we'll do a little bit of an extended segment when we come back we got trending stories we got one final push to get velvet across the finish line (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. it turns out indiana is a terrible terrible place to go if you want to have fun of any kind not fun at all and you've got another side piece in there as well Mm -hmm. about the best burger in the state all right a lot to get to it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc casey yeah. Question. What? This is a really important question. Okay. Don't answer the question until you've thoroughly thought it through. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. How would you feel if you lost out on $111,000 in retirement income? I don't have to think long. I would not feel good. Bummer is then the word. get this. 96% of Americans lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income, and it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Hey, it's Kendall and Casey. You can learn how to avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. And we trust Bill Demery so much, we are now clients of Bill Demery's. And if you've saved at least $200,000 and not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis now by calling 317-932-9912. Bill Demery, he does all the heavy lifting and he won't charge you a dime. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Fifteen minutes after 11, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What are people talking about this morning? Well, let's take a look at, uh, or a listen rather, to some trending audio. Uh, Comedian Shane Gillis was on with Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan posed the question if Biden will win the election. Uh, Gillis says, there's nothing there. Uh, By the way, during this interview, Shane Gillis, the comedian, was wearing a Notre Dame t-shirt. Do you think Trump's going to win? If they run Biden, either DeSantis or Trump will win. Yeah. They can't run Biden. Even though he but was the most popular could, president of all time. How about that? Most votes ever? Well, he is the best. What? He's the best. So <laughs> if you... There's nothing there. Little sarcasm there. Uh, so he's saying whoever runs against Biden, pretty much, is going to win. Whether I, it be Trump or DeSantis or... I, I, look, I just think that Trump is going to have such a hard time because of the amount of maniacs that will come out and vote if Trump is the nominee that will not vote if Trump is not the nominee. And mm-hmm. I also think there's a whole lot of, whatever you want to call them, middle of the road, suburban, whatever women mm-hmm. who are just not going to vote mm-hmm. for Donald Trump. And you can't get them to vote for him because it's not a policy position issue. It's, it's they, a personality. They don't like It's him. a likability. You can't, you, Ron DeSantis can win people on his policies because he's a highly likable person. He comes off as a professional person. He comes off as a as a, a person who, whether you agree with him or not, mm-hmm. he's there to do business. Mm-hmm. That's what people want from their president. Trump does not come off as that. Trump comes off as a guy who's still on a reality TV show, mm-hmm. which while highly entertaining, is just offensive to a lot of people. And yep. I know people get mad all the time when I say that and blah, 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 and I'm going to turn the radio off and never listen again and da, 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 but you're always back. So clearly you are going to listen again. But you need to hear the truth. And the truth is Donald Trump cannot get, he cannot get a portion of the electorate that and it has nothing to do with his policies. It just has to do with who he is as a person. Why would you chase people away who otherwise would vote for you and would like your policies? Mm-hmm. There's also something to be said about the family aspect of this because Trump's family somewhat dysfunctional with uh, multiple baby mamas and but compared these- compared to DeSantis. Sure. But all Trump's kids are perfectly behaved and upstanding citizens. Isn't that amazing? That really does tell you something about Trump though. All of his kids are good kids. You'd think out of five kids, one of them would be a screw-up or a underachiever or a something. They're all good kids. Right. But comparatively, do you think that people want to see that, or do they want to see the little kids of Ron DeSantis? I heard somebody say this the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but it's right. People voted for Biden, many people who voted for Biden. Now, there were a lot of things that went into voting for Biden. The, the ballot harvesting, the mass mail and unaccountable voting, the creative jelly bean counting after midnight. A lot of those things went in. But there were many people, and we'd be naive and dishonest not to think, that many people voted for Biden because they believed wrongly, and I think they now realize it, that Biden would create some sort of stability or normalcy in the country again. Mm-hmm. They did not think Biden, and I don't, again, people don't do their homework, they don't read, they don't listen, they just think what they want to think. Biden would create some sort of moderate middle chart mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and we would get, okay, Trump-esque country without the Trump behavior. Well, that's clearly wrong. Mm -hmm. But with DeSantis... You can you don't it doesn't have to be either or. You can have what people have perceived throughout history as a norm for the presidency in terms of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yet you can have the policies that you like. Mm-hmm. Also trending this morning, cheese it. The 100% real original cheese cracker is getting a little backlash because they have put RuPaul on their packaging. And the Why? reason Okay, the reason that this is making news is because a lot of people are upset that they took the black woman off of the Aunt Jemima pancake yes. packaging, uh-huh. but now they have put a black man dressed as a woman wearing a blonde wig uh-huh. on the Cheez-It cracker. Sure, what's the problem here? <laughs> We're sending mixed messages. Oh. What What are we doing? And why are You're they- You're removing pe- one historical face, but then- and isn't it interesting that they're picking RuPaul? There, there, there used to be a time, and Casey, you're a little more seasoned than me, so you'll remember this mm-hmm. better than I will. Probably. If you were on the box of something, mm-hmm. whether it's Wheaties, right. Cheez-It, yep. whatever, mm-hmm. you were a universally respected figure. Mm-hmm. You know, you you wouldn't you if it was an you know you accomplished something, and your per your yes, you were universally revered in. Society and people knew who you were. You know, that's why it was Olympic heroes were on the, the Wheaties box, or it was Walter Payton or Michael Jordan. Um, if it was, you know, actors or actresses, it was people with no skeletons. It was squeaky clean people. Now it's like drag queens? Mm-hmm. That's that's our spokesperson now. Cool. That's, that's what Cheez-Its picked. Wonderful. Also trending this morning, it is National Puppy Day. And then finally, Blockbuster. This is really interesting. They've been active on social media yes. recently. Have you ever followed the Blockbuster Twitter account? It's well, I know they've posted some funny stuff. Um, and they said just today, new business idea. We're going to come back as a bank and use VHS and DVDs <laughs> as currency. Time to go visit your mom. <laughs> Isn't there still uh, one. One, one Blockbuster left? It's in like Washington. Yeah. Is that where somewhere. it is? Yeah, it's Washington a- or Oregon. Yeah, I think it's Oregon. What do you rent there? It's a blockbuster. I think they but use VHS it. or DVDs or what? Yeah, it's like a block. We you know blockbuster was there were DVDs when blockbuster sure. was still around. It's just, it's a it's a. It's also an Airbnb too. I think people can yeah. actually rent it out. Yeah. for a few you nights. You can spend the night in the blockbuster. Yeah, there was a. I think Netflix did a documentary on this because I saw yeah, it and that must have been it. where it was. That Netflix did a did a documentary on this last remaining blockbuster, and people will do slumber parties inside the blockbuster. Okay, so they've got one brick and mortar location left, yeah. but somebody clearly still running their social media with a sense of humor. What did they gain from that? Like, what kind of a, just attention? Why, why not? Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it, like, it'd be cool if there was a Burger Chef Twitter account. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, because Blockbuster is still nostalgic for a lot of people, so. I mean, what, 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 do, what, okay, so the, the question would be, what does the average person with the goof account gain? One of my favorite accounts is women posting their L's online. What is, it's an anonymous, anonymous-esque person. What mm-hmm. does that person get so, out of that? What, I mean, but I guess my question is, the person behind the social media, they're just doing it for themselves. They're just working for free. They're not making money. Well, maybe they're selling Blockbuster merch. I mean, I bought a Casey. I bought a Blockbuster T-shirt over the winter. It was in one of those uh, mm-hmm. Five Belows or someplace yeah. like that. I 
so they're still selling merch. Okay. Is this a, you said it was a Twitter account? Yeah. You know what this person is doing? They're gaining a following Mm -hmm. under the Blockbuster name. Right. And then they're going to all of a sudden change their whole, uh, Shtick to something that benefits themselves, right? What, and they're going to have put it on their resume. Hey, I ran the Blockbuster Twitter account for yeah, years. Or they're just going to be, you know, like if they're a musician, for example, they're just going to turn it into their band page. But this happens all the time. It's I think it's a merch. I think it's promo- <laughs> promoting the merch, right? Okay. Because Super Seventy Sports, yeah, that's a highly that's popular a great account. One. He's got a huge merch line of stuff mm-hmm. that he sells. So Blockbuster, based on the fact that I bought a Blockbuster shirt in yeah. a legitimate store, it wasn't from a street vendor. How retro of you? I think you should wear that one day. I, I've worn it multiple times. You're just not paying attention. Do you have that, a Blockbuster shirt? Yeah. That, See, he hasn't seen it either. That, well, it's seven degrees in the studio, <laughs> so I always have to wear a pullover. Well, I was, uh, we were laughing because um, Mr. Uh, Smolian used to own this radio station, mm-hmm. and he still owns the, the building right. in this. Yeah. And it was seven degrees when he owned the bil- the company. Yeah. And now that he has sold the company, mm-hmm. it is zero degrees. Mm-hmm. I also noticed... It's getting colder in here. The, He's trying to freeze us out. The, yes. Uh, and, and there are many other things that he is like, you people may work here, but you're not my responsibility uh-huh. anymore. Uh-huh. Yawn, yawn. Uh-huh. Bundle up. <laughs> it's 23 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Guys, we're having so much fun this morning. Right, we, here, right here in Indiana. Don't we usually have fun? We're having fun. But according to a new study, Indiana's not fun at all. Wait, Casey. Yeah. Before you get to that. Yeah. Something that is fun. <laughs> Bal harvesting. Ba- yes, we're almost out of time for the bowel harvesting. This is it. Velvet has pulled ahead in the Hammer and Nigel Biden madness, mm-hmm. but we not only want to win, we need mm-hmm. Velvet to run up the score so I can read a list of demands on off the, the rails demands. this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, please, everybody, go to at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter. It's right there at the top. Vote happy birthday, Velvet. Mm-hmm. Let's close this deal. The sentimental favorite, Velvet, is the voice of the Kendall and Casey audience. Let's run up the score yeah. on our way to the national championship. I just, I just love how the uh, Kendall and Casey listeners, yes. we're just going to co-op this entire thing yeah. and take over. We are flexing our muscle. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, it's... Uh, so that is fun, but you're telling me Indiana is not That's fun. fun. Yes, according to this new study done by Wallet Hub, Indiana sits at the bottom of <laughs> states when it comes to fun. Well, who wouldn't want uh, cold weather, mm-hmm. dreary skies? Mm-hmm. You can't go to the capital city because it's a murder zone. You might get hit by a random stray bullet. So uh, well, they, the metrics they used were restaurants per capita, golf courses, music festivals, numbers, numbers. Uh, number of attractions, uh, shoreline mileage. We've got some shoreline, ideal weather, and of course, beach quality. Kev. Well, we do have a Holiday World, and they got free Is it still in business? There. Is Ho- Holiday World still in business? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But they, they, okay, for if you are a young person, and Kev, you are a young person, what would you, uh, are you where would you go? What, what is the thing that you would say, I feel totally comfortable going and doing this? The bar scene Clearly, certainly in the greater downtown area, but even oftentimes places like Broad Ripple, Mm -hmm. totally not safe. Yeah, if you're a 20-something and you're single, you don't have a family, it's really, it's not the greatest place to live. I mean, take a Carmel or a Greenwood. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, they may be safer, although people are getting shot in Greenwood all the time now. While it may be safer... Carmel's not exactly party central. No. So like, roll, you're not like it's not shot, 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 shot. It's, uh, it's designed, territory. It's designed for families. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you yeah. are a younger person in search of an evening on the town, mm-hmm. 
I'm not exactly sure where you go or what you do consistently. If you're a younger person searching for a fun evening on the town, good luck because how are you going to pay for that? Right. That's also right a great now, point. There ain't no jobs. Right. Everything's really expensive. Wages don't go as far. Don't feel so bad, though, Hoosiers. Uh, Kentucky, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Alabama, Vermont, Arkansas, Rhode Island, Delaware, Mississippi, and West Virginia all are less fun than Indiana. Well, we beat West Virginia. Mm -hmm. You ever driven through West Virginia, Casey? Yes, I have. I did that one time when I used to own my radio station in Mm -hmm. North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and I decided... Uh, I was going to go. There's multiple different ways you could get there. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I was going to go up through West Virginia. And that was like something out of a Dickens novel, mm-hmm. like smog and smoke and aging, decrepit houses that you can see from the roadway and everywhere. Even if you got to get gas, you're not sure you want to pull over because mm-hmm. you're worried about the... Aren't the, there mountains there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about West Virginia, Kev. The mountains are so prevalent and the... Uh, when you mix the mountains with the climate, the fog mm-hmm. sits like sits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I picture. Your, it is like on your roof. Like mm-hmm. you cannot go more than about thirty miles an hour in many places, mm-hmm. even if it's a stretch of road where you should be going sixty to seventy miles an hour because you're worried you won't see the thing in front of you. Yeah, Indiana. We beat West Virginia, though. We did. We beat West Virginia. Indiana's last call, by the way, three a.m. compared to California's, which is two a.m. So checkmate. California's Golden is, State. California's last call is two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah. We Who beat came them. up with that? Why? We got them there. Why we got is them there? Why is there even a time for call? If you want to drink, as long as you want to drink, and you're behaving, mm-hmm. maybe that is that the reason there's a, a call time. I don't know why. Because there were many times that it was last call. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And you would say, but where are you supposed to go, Casey? (laughs) Home. But you can't. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) I'm not trying to indict myself here, but there are many times where you got to go. Where am I supposed to go? (laughs) I can't drive home. Go sit in your car. Go walk (laughs) it off. 28 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. here and Casey you know I've been asking this question for the past several days now because well I have no idea what our Indiana General Assembly is doing down the street from us at 200 West Washington yes you do well I don't they gave I, themselves raises well they're they doing named that. a sandwich they're doing that but what, one area I have no idea what's going on is when it comes to the youth and the trans care and the transing Mm -hmm. i have no idea what the direction of the state of indiana is because on one hand you have the republican senate coming out and saying yeah we're not even going to vote on a bill that would ban dcs from being able to take your kid from you if you don't support them transitioning Mm -hmm. but then the other day they are moving forward with the bill that would ban gender affirming care for the youth. So mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't think they actually have any idea. But before I make assumptions, let's go to the guy who's arguably, when he's in the building, is the smartest guy in the building. <laughs> you know him from the Tony Kennett Show, Saturdays 1 to 3 here on WIBC. Also find him at thedailysignal.com. Tony Kennett, how are you? I'm very good, guys. How are you? Is it fair for me to say that I have no idea what the Republicans are doing when you compare the two things that I just said? On one hand, well, they can still take your kid from you. Uh, DCS can still take the kid from you if you don't support them transitioning. But then they're going to basically ban the transitioning for the 
the kids? Do they have any idea what they're doing at this point? No, and this is why it's so important when I have the conversation with you guys that we need our legislators to know why they are voting on a bill, and they need to know the ins and outs of the piece of legislation so that they're not swayed by whatever lobbyist group that comes in and says, well, you don't want to put kids in an abusive situation, do you? You don't want to tamper with DCS, and then they paint this like magical, mysterious fantasy picture of like a one-armed child that's beaten daily for being trans and like their parents come home and they just start hitting them with like full oil drums or something. The, the scenarios like, you, they, don't, the scenar- you don't want that, do you? The, you bigots. The scenarios they come up with when these people get up to testify on these bills are just ridiculous. I mean, they, they make for like dime store novels. It's incredible. Like the, the characters that they trudge forward, you know, it's like, what what about Harry Potter? Would you have him be abused? I don't even know how to respond to that. I just, I'm, I'm okay. So you have that on one hand that gets them to shut down that bill. But then during the uh, quote unquote, don't say gay legislation. And then also the uh, bill that would be banning, you know, doctors from mutilating children and sterilizing them and giving them uh, medicine that would destroy their endocrine and reproductive systems. Then the trans activists come and do their advocating and they look insane and suddenly the Republican legislator goes wait a minute I, I think the trans community may not be the the most mentally stable group of, of legislature pushers here guys and so you end up getting you know this mis, mixed matched nonsense because our legislators want to hold the line some of the time and other times they're cowed by uh, whoever Eli Lilly sent to testify. I love watching you tweet about these things because then there's a big giant comment section for me to read afterwards. And, you know, I look, I say this. I am somewhat envious of you, of your ability to draw hate from the left, because mostly I just get hate from Republicans. But you have mastered the art of hate from the total lunatic people. It's really incredible the things that I find out about myself after reading some of these tweets about me. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, I told my, my mom to stay in an abusive relationship. Apparently, I have... Uh, Apparently, once I, I single-handedly fought off a group of police officers at a school board <laughs> meeting, which is like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. I was just one-handed, like, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. I, I'm amazed at all of these things, and they're upset because I point out something that every single Hoosier knows. People dealing with gender dysphoria are not in their 100% right mind, and that is not an insult. It is something that, you know, one of the reasons we need to make sure they have access to counseling and therapy, not pushing them along further into medical mutilation. You're like a superhero. Now, Tony, I read that this is affecting something like 0.001% of the population. Yeah, uh, very few individuals are actually experiencing gender dysphoria. A lot of students are experiencing this as a, as a fad at schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ten years ago, it was, well, I should say really 15 or 20 years ago, it was you know wearing black and listening to Green Day and, and whatever else mm-hmm. that you could get your hands on. Emo. Uh, well, much more emo than, than Green Day, as I'm mm-hmm. sure going right now in the live chat. But now it's you know changing your gender around, coloring your hair, and talking about how you can't wait to be a theater major. New trends come and go. Unfortunately, this one has a lot lifelong consequences that will scar children and sterilize them. Tony Kennett, our guest here on Saturday's Tony Kennett Show, uh, 1 to 3 here on WIBC. We're, we're talking about the Republicans who, I mean, again, it just blows my mind that on one hand, okay, you've got this bill that basically says if you're, you cannot, you know, transition your kid, you can't mutilate your kid, you can't, any of those things. But then, okay, so we're agreement then the government can't take your kid from you if you don't support them being mutilated or transitioned. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we're not going to do that. It seems to me it's more about them just being able to tell people 
what to do, and they still want the government to have control over you. It's a it's a group of legislators that really wants to have their cake and eat it too. And, and we've talked about this before, obviously, with raising gas taxes, but also running around telling everyone that they're lowering taxes. It, you, we have a group of legislators that really wants to appear like strong conservatives to their voter base, who are putting them into office consistently. But then they want to turn around, and they don't want to be called meanie big bad people by Senator J.D. Ford. We, I don't want anyone to say that I'm a bigot. What if, what if someone doesn't like me? And that's how they govern. And it's really embarrassing because I thought that we had elected grown men and women to run our state at our behest, not a bunch of junior hires running for student council. <laughs> There's no punishment for them, though. That's no. the problem. No, because no one comes out to vote in the primary. You see the big name come back out and they tell you all of the sweet, wonderful, saccharine words that you want to hear. And then we have to sit around and wait until the election and and then, you know, listen to, to you tell us how wrong we all are. That, that's why I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're trying to walk a really fine line both sides it really it's it's not even like they're straddling the the fence with one foot and on each mm-hmm. parcel of the fence they're actually waving one leg wildly around in the camp of the left and then they're waving the other arm around in the face of the taxpayer on the right and expecting us to all think how wonderful they are because if i see one foot they must be wholly on my side of the fence and that's simply not the case can we um cuz as we said Kenneth is no doubt i mean and he stole this from me the brightest when he's in the building he's the brightest person i wish here. you would stop no saying doubt, that. No. you were setting up what what is so your IQ? What is your actual IQ? Would you tell us? Can do you know what your actual? Have you ever taken an actual IQ test? I, I can't. I can't say that. It's off the, the chart. No, it's off no, the it's chart. Not off it? the chart. It no. is absolutely. I, I, I've only ever heard about my IQ test one time. Is from my mom. It's a men, she, you're a men. And you, I, who, could I don't you know be a men's person. No, no way. No, Road scholar. No, 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 no. I was an A and B student. I wasn't your straight A super student. <laughs> but I got well. Okay, that's interesting though because I feel like I got much smarter after I got out of school. Person. The reason I mention this is I'm prefacing this. By saying you are the smartest person in the building when you're here. However, <laughs> you did something ridiculously stupid today, and it's the only reason you're actually here. You want yeah. to tell everybody why you're here today? Yeah, so if, as many of you listening to the show will note, if you look at your heritage.org calendars that you, of course, purchased and are sitting on your desk with a beautiful eagle over March, you'll notice that today, Thursday, is the 23rd of March. Mm-hmm. I was asked to come in for Casey on Thursday. March of 30th. March 30th, yeah. uh, which today is not. So <laughs> I have a few errands that I have just suddenly booked on my calendar that I have to do here in downtown uh, Murderville. And, I, you know, that's just what happens when you don't read your calendar, folks. Allow me to let you know this, Kenneth, that if you are ever supposed to fill in, you will receive numerous text messages from me. You will receive the template from me. I was thinking about that last night. I'm like, where is Rob's template? He's really <laughs> dropping the ball. You will, nope. you will nope. always, always be fully prepared for for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is coming up on the Tony Kennett show this Saturday 1 to 3 as well as what are you working on at the Daily Signal? We have a great show ready this Saturday. Kurt Schlichter who is a very famous uh, author writes really cool spy novels is coming on. I'm going to persuade him to make me a cameo in the next book. If Tony Katz can make it into the books I should be able to make wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Katz is in a book? Yeah, he gets murdered in one of the books. Oh, that's all? <laughs> what? Yeah. In, in, the, when in his uh, second most recent book mm-hmm. the, the spy the, America's collapsing it's in the process of collapsing sure. and the main character the spy is driving from D.C. up to Minneapolis, and he goes through Indy. Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And as he's listening to WIBC on the radio, he hears people kick in the rate, like the studio doors, and he hears gunfire. That's in the book. And like Tony Katz is on the air, and then suddenly. Is it actually identified as Tony Katz? Oh, yeah, yeah, openly. Tony Katz on 93.1 WIBC. So I should be in. What? Yeah, I should be a cameo in this book. So we're going to talk about that. Representative Teshka is going to stop by. We're going to talk oh, about Tesla, all the. Our oh, buddy guy. Yeah. 
Your He's going to talk wait, about... Wait, 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 no, 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 wait. No, 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 Now, Tesla told us... <laughs> remember Casey? Teshka. He, Tesla told us he never... So, do you know the story about Tesla? I'm about to hear it. So, Tesla got <laughs> mad at us, about at me, on social media about something, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how ridiculous he was being on the air, because he was doing it in real, real time, sure. on Twitter, and then he started incessantly calling the hotline some like some petulant little child, demanding that we answer and take his call live on the air and I said well we're not going to do that if you'd like to come in and set up a time we will treat you like we treat everyone else he threw a fit about that then claimed he had no idea about the radio show or I think he even said he didn't know about the radio station Mm -hmm. but then it was like well how do you have the hotline number and I think he said well someone gave it to him but yet he's going to be on your show so is, apparently he must know about the radio station. Is he station. coming in studio or are you doing it over the phone? No, uh, We're doing it over the phone. Well okay. he's got the hotline number then so you'll be fine. Well, well he told us that he couldn't come down into the studio. It was too far to drive from northern <laughs> Indiana so I was going to say wait a minute if he's coming in live for you no, but he's, couldn't he's, do it for us. He's, he's hopping on my show. Well tell yeah. Tesla uh, we said hi. No you know what I have told Rob that I've turned around on him and I like him now. Hey, He's fine with him stealing all the money because he did something good on a social issue. As far as Teshka is concerned, and Rob, you know how I feel about the social issues and the culture war, I think that he did a very fine job of making sure that the uh, amendment requiring schools to notify parents about gender changes and names and all that stuff got on to the... <clears throat> quote unquote, don't say gay bill, HB yes. 1608. I, I, I appreciate that. That's what we're going to talk about. So, so, so when someone breaks in your house and steals all your stuff, are you going to say, hey, you can take all my stuff? If you're cool on the social issues, no, is that gonna, how we're operating here no, now? No, I'm going to shoot them. Um, that, that, <laughs> I, as, as far as the, the straw men that you're building, I try not to waste rounds on those. Uh-huh. Uh, anything else? Any other uh, political underachievers going to be on the show on uh, Saturday? <laughs> well, we can always have you on. But I, uh... <laughs> ah, <nice laughs> Tony Kennett, thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, I got a job and I put my money anyway. Good morning, it's 1149. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the grand jury will not be convening for the rest of the week in the case of Donald Trump's hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. So they're done. Done for so we're not on we're not on indictment watch for the rest of the week. Well, Kevin just played the band there doing a song called Atlantic City, and one of the lyrics in the chorus of that song is everything dies, maybe that's a fact, mm-hmm. and maybe that everything that dies will someday come back. And that appears where Alvin Bragg may be right now because he might be in some big trouble. I mean, look, if you're a person who cares at all about justice or the law, this thing should be dead. Obviously, if you cared at all, it never would have got started to begin with. But, I mean, the Cohen letter is incredibly damaging, in which Cohen admits he did it all on his own, and Trump was, you know, no part of that. But this guy, again, is just trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. He's not going to stop. He's not going to be deterred. He's going to find a way to find something that he can convince these people to charge Trump on, and ultimately, you you know, the old saying, you can indict a ham sandwich. Apparently, they're having a bit of trouble convincing the jury to swallow the case. Like, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's buying it. Well, and so this is the thing, right? It is, this should be, and we talked about this earlier, justice should be, here are the facts, we'll go where it takes us, and then ultimately, 
whatever is the reality of it, that's the reality of it. And we walk away knowing we explored everything we needed to explore. And if it leads to, hey, we should try someone, mm -hmm. great. If it leads to we shouldn't, okay. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's supposed to work. But we saw this in, again, the Duke lacrosse case is a great example of this, where that prosecutor went in saying, I'm going to find a way to charge mm -hmm. these people for this, no matter how ridiculous the case in question is. I'm going to send my own message. That's what he's trying to do here. Apparently, there was a bomb threat that was made. Somebody called 911 on Tuesday, and they shut down the Manhattan Civil Courthouse for a bit, put all the proceedings on hold, but then they got back to work. Of course, police presence has been stepped up a lot in New York. They've got about 36,000 uh, NYPD officers who were all put on alert this week. So does that mean that these guys all have to stand down? I mean, they were all told, wear full uniform all week, let your presence be known. We, you know, Trump called for protests. Why didn't they do that during the riots? Uh, is that a stupid question? No. <laughs> Why wasn't this approach, the approach during the riots yeah. where there was actual violence going on? Make yourself uh, known. I don't know. Maybe that makes me a terrible person for asking that out loud. Uh, I'm just curious if they're going to tell all these police officers. Now, you don't have to be on high alert for the rest of the week because we're not doing anything. I just it, Look, they're, they're, this guy is not going to give up. I don't, I mean, again, anything could happen, but it, it appears he's trying to get his ducks back in. I mean, the mm -hmm. Cohen letter is so damaging mm -hmm. in which, for those of you not aware, Michael Cohen wrote a letter uh, in 2018, where he admitted that the payments were made by him and that Trump and Trump's organization had nothing to do with the payments. Well, then we're done here. Yeah. I mean, unless unless Michael Cohen is a liar, but then if Michael Cohen's a liar, he's one of your star witnesses. That makes the whole, I mean, either way, the whole case is flimsy. Yeah, your star witness is a convicted perjurer. It is 11.53. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And before we uh, wrap up for the day, how do you like your cheeseburger? Or your burger, I'm sorry. I assumed the cheese. Oh, yeah. No, give me, give me all the stuff. You like uh, everything on you top? You know what I think is a great burger in various restaurants, and Kev will back me up on this. Mm -hmm. Various restaurants call it different things, but a burger that is like a breakfast burger where it has the hamburger and then the bacon mm -hmm. and the cheese and yeah. the eggs Yo. sometimes there's some hash brown on there that is a premier burger for me i love those burgers uh, that like sounds it. awesome i've never even heard of that what? before I've a had, breakfast burger i've had burgers with the eggs on it but mm -hmm. usually it's got like aioli sauce mm -hmm. and oh no 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 nothing fancy schmancy russian deli where you hang out with <laughs> many uh bar bars will have these often mm -hmm. they're great at like 2 a.m a little bacon jam you've on got, there you've got you've got a you've got a burger and then you've got bacon and then you've mm -hmm. got the egg mm -hmm. uh and then you oftentimes they'll throw a hash brown or something on it and you put it together and it's a burger. That It'd probably sounds delicious. be really good for a hangover. Yeah. How I about, didn't say that. I just said it was really good about 2 a.m., Kev. That's all I said. <laughs> oh, beat the hangover. You'll prevent the hangover right. with it. Put, put something of substance yes. in your stomach to soak up all that alcohol. Yeah. How do you feel about the peanut butter on a hamburger? Have you ever heard about what that? What are you even talking about? Okay, see, now that's a different one. And then what kind of cheese? Are you just American cheese? Yeah, American Swiss cheese. cheese? Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of like the blue cheese crumbles on there every Ooh, now and then. Give it a little well, zing. Well, you are the person 
person who spent nine hours at the bar trying to figure out what wine you could order. <laughs> Is this a 64 Cabernet? Okay, if you'd like to find out what Indiana's favorite burger joint is, just head over to WIBC.com. We've got the Burger Wars listed. The hamburger, 100 years old this year. Some fun burger facts before we go. Americans consume approximately 50 billion burgers a year. The average person eats about 30 pounds of hamburgers. Three burgers a week. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today, and thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. Go vote for Happy Birthday Velvet. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.